Ogumbawale for the win. Hello and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Megdahl. Remind you, you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On WBB. Listen to all of our wonderful hosts covering the women's game that we all love. Locked On Women's Basketball is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all sports wagering in 2022. So with the new year comes a new 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. That's locked on for your promo code. There's football, there's hockey, there's boxing, but most importantly, there's women's basketball. If you're looking to bet, betonline.ag has that level of equality. It's something that means a lot to me, somebody who doesn't bet but is looking for the equality in this space. It's going to matter. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. There's an interesting game coming up this week in the very near future between Maryland and Michigan. Generally speaking, two heavyweights like that, you'd think, well, that's a battle for the top of the Big Ten. No, not this year. This year, your top five in the nation team, your leader at 5-0 and in the Big Ten for the first time, the Indiana Hoosiers. Now, I talked to Terry Moran on Wednesday ahead of their win over Nebraska, but I think it's important to highlight some things in that win. Now, they did it without Mackenzie Holmes. Mackenzie Holmes has been an absolute monster for them. And she's done it in a different way than she's typically done it in the past. Last year, she was super efficient from the field. But if you looked at her shooting chart, 90% of her attempts, just about, came from the paint. Technically, 85.8. That is obviously fine. It's what a big does. But it also is limiting in terms of what she can be for Indiana. Excuse me. I take that back. She was... She was... I'm not misremembering. She was north of 90% in terms of her total attempts coming from there. 49.8% around the rim, another 43.2% in the lane. And very good, 71.7% field goal percentage right around the rim. So clearly something she could do. But she looked to expand her game pretty dramatically, and she has. Just 30.8% outside of the rim, up to 55 right by the rim. <laughs> and she's 
made 73 of 93 of those attempts so far, 78.5%. Just absurd, just automatic around the rim. But also, she's four of eight top of the T3s this year. She has expanded her game dramatically and become a more dynamic scorer. She's going to be an elite pro. I'm very excited about what her future holds. But I've been saying all year that I think Indiana has less wrong with it than virtually any other team. And I got asked last night again, you know, what about depth? I hear you. Holmes was missing last night. Knee injury, we're hoping is minor. And she's back soon. But while they don't have huge numbers of people, ended up playing six people in yesterday's game, they have answers for every one of these players, which is to say a plan B. Alexa Golbey. Alexa Golbey, 6'3 senior, would be the number one big, the number one interior option on just about any other team in America. And she had 17 points last night to go with four steals, a couple of blocks, five boards. They rebound throughout the team. So, yeah, Mackenzie Holmes was missing. But Grace Berger had seven rebounds of her own. Nicole Cardano-Hillary, six rebounds. It's a team that does things collectively extremely well. I talked to Coach about it, about why they're top 30 in defensive rebounding. But, you know, even playmaking. Allie Patberg, seventh-year senior, she is an elite point guard. So is Grace Berger, who is also capable of shooting very well off the ball, as is Allie Patberg. But maybe the way to think about it is this. Indiana was missing their most efficient interior player yesterday. They played six players. Allie Patberg didn't make a three. 0 for 4 from 3. Nicole Cardano-Hillary, 1 for 3. Grace Berger didn't even attempt a 3. So thinking in terms of efficiency, you've taken away their two biggest weapons. Small numbers, going up against a Nebraska team, that number one throws a lot of people at you. A lot of people at you. Nine players, double-digit minutes last night. Ruby Porter, another nine. That's a 10-player rotation. They are also an elite rebounding team, depending on the metric, top 20, top 30. Nebraska does a lot, extremely well. And Jazz Shelley is going to be on some All-American lists. 15 points, 9 rebounds last night. Indiana still won the game. This is a team that knows how to win. This is a team that Went to the Elite Eight last year, and by 
almost any metric you can come up with, is better this year than they were last year. So I stand by it. It's not going to be easy to win that league. Nas Hillman in Michigan and Leah Brown, that's a good team. That's a very good team. That's a team that's going to be in the second weekend in the NCAA tournament, I believe. Maryland has a chance to win it all. Diamond Miller back playing full-time minutes now. They will miss Faith Masonius. You know, miss a Jersey kid anytime you lose a Jersey kid. It's just the reality. But that is a very good team in College Park. Big Ten is loaded. We're not even talking about Iowa, who struggled a bit in the last few weeks with efficiency. But if you want to sit here and tell me I'm supposed to believe Caitlin Clark's forgotten how to make threes at an elevated rate when she's making all her free throws and she's Caitlin Clark. I'm sorry, I don't buy it. The best is still to come for Caitlin Clark in 2021-22. All that said, what team has less run with it than any other team? What team is built to win two games in three days, a couple, couple weekends in a row? Indiana Hoosiers. So let's hear from Terry Moran about her team. But keep an eye on them. They are a fun watch. And there's a really good chance that I'm going to see them when I touch down in Minneapolis for the Final Four. I'm Howard Magdal. You're listening to Locked on Women's Basketball. Good morning. Morning. Howard, I see you got your hand raised already, so uh, we'll go with the student in the student in the front. Howard, thank you very much. Good to finally be a good student, Coach. Great to talk to you as always. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Uh, got a few for you. I just do want to start with Nebraska and just you know to go from 13 wins in a whole season last year to 13 already. Um, you know, obviously the underlying metrics are significantly changed, but I'm just curious what you see as the biggest reasons for their jump. Oh gosh, there's so many. Uh, this is a really, really, uh, good team. Um, I think a couple things. I think, um, they're playing harder. Um, I think Jazz Shelley has really been a nice addition for them. Um, it's allowed, um, Hybe to play off the ball a little bit more, but Shelley just, she's like the energizer bunny out there. I mean, she, she pushes, pushes the pace. She's great on the offensive boards. Uh, you know, she's tremendous, uh, in terms of being a, a rebounder for, as a guard. Um, I think they got great balance. You know, they got an inside presence. Um, you know, they have a team that comes in, a pressing team. And so they can change up defensively how they want to play. Uh, it seems like they're playing with more freedom. It seems like they're playing harder and it seems like they're really enjoying playing together. And then just uh, on your side of things, uh, Mackenzie Holmes obviously was already super efficient for you last year, but she's pretty dramatically changed the shape of her offensive game. I mean, even, you know, she's something like four for eight on trail threes for you guys this year. I just wonder how much you think her development in terms of the shooting and where she's getting her shots impacts what she's going to be able to be at the next level. Well, I think that that is, you know, you're always, you're always trying to grow, grow your game. And, uh, you know, I think Mac's been very intentional every summer off season, uh, to figure out how she can add to her game, how she can become more consistent outside the arc. Um, and so I think 
you know, she's a product of just working on, you know, areas that she wants to improve on because of her desire to play at the next level. Um, you know, the other area that Mac has to continue to work on, though, is that, um, you know, she's going to continue to see doubles. You know, we're probably going to see that against Nebraska. Um, and, and down, down the line with the Big Ten because, um, she garners so much, one, respect, but, you know, two, um, you know, we, we, we use her, you know, we, we go through her, uh, in our offense. And so, um, you know, one of the areas where she has to continue to improve is, that of a, a facilitator and understand the doubles coming and be able to get that thing out. And um, so we can get some, some great ball movement and then hopefully the ball will find her again. She can't stop working and posting and sealing and uh, you know, it can't be just a one stop, kick it back out. And I'm done. Uh, you know, there's, there's, uh, you know, 30 seconds in a, in a possession. So uh, you know, we're at, we're, we, we continually, continually talk to her about that but also inside of practice our practices something that we wrap often because we we realize that uh you know she's going to see a lot of double teams thanks coach appreciate your time mm-hmm. matt go ahead hey coach i guess kind of following up was just on, on on practice as a whole i think you guys whether it's practice or on the bench or even the press rooms after games i think have done a better job, I'd say, than a lot of teams in the country in terms of like wearing masks and taking some of these COVID precautions in, in, in this recent wave of the pandemic. And I guess beyond the obvious reasons of staying safe as much as you guys can, is, has there been kind of a concerted effort you guys have felt that you've made to take some of these extra steps compared to some other programs in the country? Well, I think last year, you know, we were probably one of the few, if not, you know, the only team in, a, in the country that didn't have cases. Um, and so we took great pride in that, um, understanding that we made sacrifices. We were a committed group. Um, you know, we've been, we were, we've been disappointed. Now I will say this, Matt, I think there's a difference. The Omicron is, is a different type of virus than the COVID. It just sounds like reading the news. I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist, but, uh, you know, we have been um, impacted by, by this virus. Um, and, um, I think we've, we've always tried to do everything in our power, uh, you know, to protect ourselves. Um, but, uh, you know, this this year our kids did get to go home for Christmas. A year ago they did not have that opportunity. Um, and so, you know, you ask them and you have conversations in terms of, you know, just how contagious this particular virus is. Uh, but, um, you know, you look around and even people that have been vaccinated and have the booster are still somehow, you know, c- contracting this virus. And so... Yeah, it's been a concerted effort, you know, I think by all of us to try to stay as healthy as we can, but it, it certainly is something that we, we talk about all the time. Um, and unfortunately, like I said, um, our, our string of being, um, being able to, you know, last in terms of not having any of these, uh, uh, these, you know, the pauses, you know, have affected us, not pauses, but they have affected our bench in particular. And if, if I could ask one quick, oh, sorry, Megan, I was going to ask, I can ask one quick follow-up because to, to the extent that, that you want to answer, and if you don't, that's totally okay. Kind of, um, is, has there been an effort between you or, 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 or players to, to get a, um, a, a, a booster shot when available? You know, the only thing that we do is we encourage, um, our kids and then we leave it up to them. You know, we just give them as much information as edu- and education as we can. At the end of the day, we realize it's their choice. Uh, and, uh, we, we support whatever decision they make, but, um, you know, I think our job, my job as a leader and, and our job as an institution is to provide our student athletes with as much information about how the booster can, it might not completely prevent it, but it can help. 
right? Um, and um, and so that's really where it's it's been with us. We've we've encouraged them to get booster the booster shot, uh, but we've literally left it up to them. Coach, I, I think too, I'm gonna just add here that we've got a great team of medical staff here at a COVID-19 task force led by Becky Panny with our senior admin um, and have done, you know, everything possible to help all of our teams navigate through this time, making sure we're properly masked, um, making sure we have all the resources, knowing when our student athletes can get shots or, um, you know, sign up for those vaccines or get tested where they can go and how they can do that. And um, we've, we've got a really great team of, of people um, at the top leading us as well. So uh, I'll go ahead and skip next question. Thank you, and uh, good morning, Coach. Good morning. Um, as uh, as you stated, Nebraska is a great team, and and you're well aware that are a top 30 team, I think, receiving votes now, and uh, recently knocked off a uh, an amazing Michigan squad. Mm -hmm. uh, they're averaging over 80 points a game on offense. But you've done a great job with a couple teams that are doing that already with your with your defense, of course. But what makes this Nebraska team unique is their depth, their roster of 13. All 13 of those team members are seeing uh, an average minimum of five minutes a game. Mm -hmm. How does your Indiana squad match up in terms of a team that is perpetually rejuvenated uh, one and as a follow-up can because of this can we expect to see more out of your bench earlier uh, tomorrow night um you know I think the thing that makes them different skip is the fact that they're shooting a high volume number of threes okay and that can be dangerous uh, it really can be, um, especially if those are, are, are going down. Um, and this is a team that, again, I, I don't know that they they have, unlike us, that we know we're not a high-volume three-point shooting team. Offensively, their philosophy is, is quite different from ours. And so you, it's, it's evident when you watch them, um, whether you watch them live or you watch the film, uh, that um, they all have the green light. And uh, they're letting those things fly. And I think that's why you see the, uh, you know, the, the number, the, the points. Um, they do have depth. Um, and, um, you know, but, again, going back to our preparation, I don't think that, that their depth concerns us as far as uh, being able to still guard them and be sound and solid in terms of, you know, what we do and how we do it. Um do I think that you'll see our bench? I think you'll see our kids that, um, you know, are finally back. Um, you know, one of them just got back. So again, you know, I don't, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm always hopeful that, uh, you know, we can use our bench and our bench will get in and have an impact, you know, for sure. Uh, we always want to be able to rest Allie Patberg and Grace Berger and Nikki in the course of a 40 minute game. I mean, that's always our goal. Um, but, uh, you know, we have to, you know, we have to have production on both, both sides of the floor, uh, particularly on the defensive side. You know, that's the, that's the area that we're always evaluating. You know, the kids that we're putting on the floor, can they do what we need them to do defensively? Uh, Ari, go ahead. Coach, <clears throat> Nebraska, it's been touched on that Nebraska is a great team, but they've had a bit of an interesting 
temp- not temptation, but a little bit of a different way they've done things the last couple of years. They've knocked off some of the top teams that struggled with some of the lower end teams. It's happened a little less this year. They did lose to Michigan State but beat Michigan, but last year they really had a proclivity for that. So as a one of the better teams, does it really make you weary of them that they tend to really get up for the better teams like you guys? Um, I'm not weary, uh, just because I think we are, you know, we've come to this place where I, I, I we all, we believe that we're going to get everybody's best. Um, and they're different. They're so different than they were a year ago. So you can't go based on what they were able or unable to do a year ago. This is a completely different team, uh, playing with a completely, uh, you know, different type of, um, Mojo. I mean, they, they are, they're playing fast. Uh, they're playing free. Like you said they're letting those three fly, the, the three fly. Um, and, um, and those teams like that, that played with freedom, uh, you know, they can be dangerous. And so our ability to protect the three point line is going to be crucial and, um, being, being successful against them. Haley, go ahead. Hey, Coach. So you guys had an eight-day break. It, was that break a much-needed period of time to where you could rest, get back to Indiana basketball, and just kind of recharge for this next stretch? Yeah, it was a nice break, uh, you know, for for not just uh, the bodies that, you know, are playing, but also, you know, to get some of our, our bench back, you know, from uh, health and, and safety protocol. Um, and so it's, um, you know, the time, time away was good for us. Uh, I got to give them a couple days of, of rest and then we got back to work. And so, um, I hope tomorrow night come six o'clock, you see a, a re-energized team. But, um, you know, I'll say this about our group, you know, they're, they're really, they're really tough, tough minded women. Um, and so they, they can fight through a lot. Um, and their endurance is incredible, as I've always said. Um, you know, one of the, the challenges I always have with the McKenzie homes and the Allie Patbergs and the Grace Burgers, uh, even when I want to be intentional about giving them days off, it's still very hard for them to take days off and to stay idle. And so it's almost like I have to put, you know, a uh, chain, chain, you know, padlock on the door out there because they, they just, it's, it really drives them nuts not being able to, you know, be down there, which is a great problem to have. But, you know, as, as the head coach, I have to manage them as much as I can in terms of their rest and recovery. Um, but, um, you know, it's just kind of how they're wired. Um, and it's always been, always, always has been a challenge for them to, you know, take two days off is a, is a real tall task for them. Howard, did you have a question or you got your hand raised for James there? I know I do actually, but it's sort of a big picture one coach. I'm I'm just curious uh, about your thoughts uh, in general. You guys are uh, an elite defensive team again this year and you're doing it in many ways, on the strength of defensive rebounding, which, uh, mm-hmm. you know, your guards are always critical part of that, and you're seeing that once again this year. I just, I just wonder whether you think defensive rebounding is overlooked when people think about defense as a whole and how much a part of the philosophy for you in general it is. No, I don't think it's overlooked at all, um, at least, you know, not on our on our end, maybe, um, you know, to some, but uh, – you know, we've always prided ourselves in making sure that our guards are rebounding guards. I, you know, I think that's why, uh, Jazz Shelley is so unique because she can run down, you know, all those long balls that they're shooting, you know, anything outside the arc really is going to result into a long rebound. And so her ability, her quickness, her, 
peskiness to get to, you know, some of those offensive rebounds is, is what's helping them get second, third shot opportunities. Um, and so our ability to, again, allow teams to one shot and our guards to be able to be a part of our rebounding, uh, you know, it's like we always say, we got a gang rebound. All of us have to go in there and, uh, have a job to do, uh, in terms of just eliminating, you know, second, third shot opportunities. So it's something that we emphasize. We talk about a lot um, going into this game. It's going to be, uh, you know, as we went into the Maryland game, I mean, that was, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, making sure that we um, cover the three-point line and we rebound. You know, this going into Nebraska, uh, this game tomorrow, it's going to be similar in terms of our keys on the on the board. Thanks, Coach. Mm-hmm. James, go ahead with your question. Hey, Coach. Coach, thanks for your time. Um, I'm sorry, I'm coming in a little bit late here, um, but I'm running a story on Nicole and um, and just her defensive impact. And I'm just curious, just like what in your mind sticks out to you most about her impact on the defensive end? And is there anything that you feel like, I mean, just her impact goes beyond the box score. So is there anything that sticks out to you when you look at the impact that she makes on that end of the floor? No, I just think what's unique with Nikki is that, you know, where she's coming from in terms of, you know, being a George Mason and being their all-time leading scorer. Now she's really had to make an adjustment um, to being a, you know, an on-ball defender, a really, really good one at that, um, you know, here in Indiana. And I think that that says a lot about, you know, her, her, her um, commitment to wanting to help her team in any way she can. Um, and not that she didn't defend at George Mason, don't get me wrong, but she has become pro- prolific in what she's doing for us in terms of uh, her on the ball, you know, tenacity defensively. Uh, she sets the table for us, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, s- stopping the ball and picking up the ball and, and help, you know, just trying to create havoc for the other, um, you know, ball handler that's, uh, you know, whether it's the point guard, whether whoever she picks up in transition, but usually it's the point guard. And so, you know, she's, um, you know, she's been a true, uh, gem to have for us just because, um, you know, it really, you know, allows Allie now to, to play and guard the other team's best perimeter player, we feel like. But, um, you know, Nikki has created a lot of disruption for us. She is so integral and so important to what we do defensively. Um, and, um, you know, it's it's been uh, nice to have her, uh, you know. But also what I'm most impressed with and grateful for is, you know, her – just, you know, her her mind shift that she had to make from George Mason to Indiana, uh, you know, going from, you know, being thinking score, score, score to now, oh, I got to I got to this is this is really what Indiana, my my team needs me to do. And whatever scoring I can do, that's going to be great as well, because she is part of a, what we do offensively. Uh, but certainly, certainly sets the table for us defensively. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of young players that would have seen the situation that she had at George Mason and want to continue to be the leading scorer, have the spotlight be on her at all times. But in your pitch to have her come over to Indiana, was that part of that? Like, Hey, we see what you do on the defensive end. And we think that you can help us get over the hump. No, I think with Nikki, um, yeah, I think Nikki just, she was looking for a place uh, that had the opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. You know, Nikki was looking for a team that had potential to to play in March. 
Um, and she had a lot of really great options. Um, you know, but we, uh, I think won her over, um, you know, just, um, because, you know, she's interested in our, in our media school here. So academically that helped us. Um, and, um, and I think, you know, I think she allowed, she liked the freedom that we, that we allow our guards to play with. Um, you know, that first year, last year, because of COVID, you know, she should have been sitting out. Uh, and then everything changed with COVID and then everything changed with the transfer rule, uh, and so forth. And so I, I think that, you know, you know, she would have been coming into this year and that our, our pitch to her was you're, you're going to have an opportunity to, to start and play big minutes for us. It just happened a year earlier because of, um, you know, Jalen Penn deciding to opt out last year, right in the middle of the season. And, um, you know, so we were able to, you know, put her in the lineup and then she became something that we, um, we didn't know she was going to become, uh, to be honest with you. Um, but, um, you know, like I said, she's, um, she's really been important to us defensively. Um, I don't mean to take up all the time here, but when you said that you, like she, um, brought something to the table that you didn't expect, uh, can you elaborate on that? Just the defensive tenacity. I don't think we, we thought that she, um, you know, um, would be as not instrumental, but create as much disruption. You know, uh, like I always tell her after, you know, last year after some significant games, there's a lot of those point guards that don't want to see Nikki anymore. You know, they, they just don't. Um, because, uh, you know, she, uh, she created problems for them in a really good way for us. Um, and so, like I said, she surprised us in the fact that she's, she's been able to do that. Um, you know, there's one thing to be sound and solid defensively. There's another thing to be able to be disruptive. She's disruptive and uh, she's a problem. That's what she is. She's a problem. Uh, and that's a really good thing when you're a problem. Absolutely. Thanks coach. Appreciate it. All right. All right. Thanks coach. Yep. Thanks guys.